Hello? Is there anyone there? What do you want? I'm looking for an introduction. No introductions here. Bugger off. But I just wanted to tell people about Staggering Stories Podcast 146. Welcome, 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 dear listeners, to this, the latest in a long, long line of staggering stories commentary. No, no. Wrong one. Yes, I know. Try again. <laughs> what is that word again? Oh, podcast. That's the word. All oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I am the real... Oik. 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 <laughs> Done. It's a good word, oik. Oik. Oik, oik. Not like shenanigans. It doesn't get used enough. Shenanigans is a good word. Mm. Not perfume. Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle is a damn a good word. I, like, I try to, I try to get kerfuffle into the conversation as much as possible. Fornication. Mm. Quite. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. Not perfumed. Not coloured. Just Keith. No, no, real Keith. Real I, Keith. I am now real not Keith. Perfumed. Because... <laughs> not coloured. Just Keith. <laughs> yeah, because fake Keith is here, so I have to be ah, the real Keith. Hmm. It's right, when right. fake Keith isn't here. I am just Keith. Ah. Do you want me to go away? No, no, please, no. I'm sorry, I enjoy- if, if I'm cramping your style, no, no, I, enjoy I could have stayed at work for another three hours and I- got stuff done. <laughs> I could have gone to the development control meeting that's on tonight, but no, I thought that wouldn't be fair. <laughs> would you rather be here with me? It was quite a good development control meeting. <laughs> It was planning and stuff. <laughs> was there a, a laser pointer and... and oh, um, yeah. Oh, dear. It was, well, you know, it was I- high-tech stuff. I appreciate the sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> little models. Mm. Oh no, not quite up to little models uh, yet. PowerPoint presentations, pretty much. Oh, oh. with a pointy stick with a light on the end. Yeah, where all the reports go. Oh, I must get that oh. light. Oh. I'm usually the only one there. It's me and the councillors. <laughs> they all come and say hi, Hello. and me and Claire talk about David Tennant, <laughs> with or without shirts, until the leader bangs his thingy on the table and says, <laughs> "When you've quite finished, ladies, it's a good trick." And we can say, do it. "Could you please put that away?" <laughs> so, got a very interesting development meeting, so they are. <laughs> Things develop. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, banging this thingy on the table to attract our attention, it's the news with El Presidente. Kingston reads. Can you? Apparently. Doctor Who's very own milfster, (laughs) Alex Kingston, has taken to the recording booth to give you the angel's kiss. Kingston's recording of the Pond Finale semi-tie-in book is to be released in December for MP3 download and in March 2013 as something a little more physical, namely on CD from Audio Go. What do you mean, milfster? (laughs) (laughs) She is a lady of mature years. Yes. She is rather a nice-looking lady. And I believe she is a mother. Mm, Yes. And 
boy, can she handle a gun. That's <laughs> <laughs> one way of putting it. The Tomorrow People, tomorrow's US TV failure. Ooh. Ooh. 1970s cult British children's TV series, The Tomorrow People, is to be resurrected and uh, reimagined, rebooted, or otherwise no. <laughs> ripped from its fetid grave by the US television network, The CW. Uh, Why? Why would they do that? <laughs> Ooh. Could we get Ooh. Peter Davison in gold swimming trunks again? Do you oh. think? Do you it wasn't particularly pleasant in the 70s, but I imagine no. now... Uh, no, I love it. Yeah, but in the 70s I didn't appreciate it for what it was. <laughs> I'd appreciate think, it now. I don't think so, no. <laughs> the Kemp ITV original yes. is well remembered for starring children who couldn't act. Mm-hmm. Outrageous 70s clothes, mm-hmm. yes. And boasting special effects that were clearly made from the profits of their tuck shop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, the premise is clearly what has caught the CW's eye, namely that humanity is in the cusp of evolving new powers, such as teleportation, called jaunting, as apparently nicked from Alfred Bester's novel The Star's My Destination, telepathy and telekinesis. Mm. What are the chances that this US version will concentrate on the teen angsty nobody understands us line? Oh, will they be all mm. sparkly and twilighty? Probably. I think probably. this is the second time that they've tried to uh, reboot. Yeah, redo. there was there was a reboot back in the nineties. Um, I'm not sure yeah, it was with, a reboot continuation. Uh, I think it was a continuation. Yeah, yeah it had um, one of the uh, teen actors used to be in Neighbours. Yeah, one of the uh, principal characters. Yeah. yeah, didn't the computer stay? Tim, whatever. I, I think he Tim. was in both. Tim, I think, didn't turn up until right at the end of the second right. series. I don't think. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it was meant to be a continuation. And Big Finish have got an audio range too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want the Americans to get it muddled up with Tomorrow's World. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie uh, Philbin. Judith Han. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and telekinetic Mag- powers. And Maggie Philbin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, um, I remember um, the Tomorrow People, one episode, featuring a character called the Spideron. <laughs> yes, it was a big um, spider. <laughs> no, it wasn't a big spider. Apparently, he used to walk around wearing a white white robes and a white hood, and uh-huh. he looked suspiciously like a member of a deep southern. I was going to say that's yeah. just slightly dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> what I didn't realise when watching it at the time, and I think it was an article about uh, fifteen to twenty years later, the overt hum- homosexuality apparently, that, was, yeah. that was apparently rife in it. Uh-huh. I was yes. like eight. Yeah. So, so all that breaking out stuff was more yes. uh, not yes. coming yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't to do with acne then. No, no, apparently no, no, not. No, no. no. jaunting had entirely different meaning. Allegedly, <laughs> yes. No, Any more news? Not jaunting, not cottaging. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Shield British recruits. Ooh. The two new names have been at- that have been attached to Josh Whedon's new Marvel Universe TV series pilot Shield. In this case, we have two Brits added to the cast. Ian DeCastica, one-time star of BBC Three The Fades, and Elizabeth Henstridge, who has appeared in a couple of episodes of Hollyoaks and a few other things you probably have never heard of. (laughs) According to their character synopsis, these two came through the training together and still choose to spend most of their time in each other's company. The sibling-like relationship is reinforced by their shared nerd tendencies. Oh, how soon will it be before it becomes a non-sibling-like relationship? (laughs) 
She deals with biology and yeah, chemistry. I bet she does. <laughs> he's a whiz on the technical side of weaponry. I see. So his <laughs> sidearms are a bit useful, isn't it? Gone. Uh, uh, allegedly oh, so, yes. So they're going to be the boffins then. It just rides itself. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I said they're going to be the boffins. They're not going to be boffin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of stamped all over the joke there, didn't you? Yeah. 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 More news? Battlestar. Web series are. Ooh. Oh, that's really desperate. I know. It's a <laughs> long-awaited Bassar Galactica prequel and web series, A Blood and Chrome, has prequel. started to be released mm-hmm. unto the tubes that are the interwebs. The ten-part series of roughly 12-minute episodes featuring a Dharma as a military recruit fighting off those fracking toasters in the First Silent War. A one-time was planned for Blood and Chrome to be the new Siffy TV series, but for reasons that are currently unclear, the pilot was instead turned into a web series. You can find the episodes on YouTube, courtesy of Machinima. As of now, episode one has nearly two million hits. Ooh. So maybe this will lead to more Galactica in the future. Hmm. Sounds like the future version of Spartacus Blood and Sand, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, the name is That's deliberately cool. reminiscent, doesn't it? But yeah. It's him and his little fighter. Well, his not X-Wing fighter. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically, it's, mm. it's uh, like I said, it's meant to be the first yeah. battle. For so long. So I don't know how much they look like second, the original Cylons. Second prequel. Well, if it's anything like the flashback they had, I think it was in Razor. Okay. The Razor episodes, they yeah. look a lot like the original Cylons. Uh, okay. Because mm. also in Caprica, they looked yeah. a bit like the original Cylons, didn't they? And this yeah. is bridging the two series, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's, well, I hope it's an improvement on the original series, though, which was... Camp's old boots. Well, I mean, if it's anything <laughs> like um, the the remake, mm. it's um, must-watch TV. Oh, right. Okay, then. Yeah. Yeah, because as I was saying, the original series did leave... Well, as I say, I have rather um, odd memories of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, because, I mean, apart from the amount of scenes they reused in every episode... Uh, um, yeah, they poached things, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. No, they poached um, scenes from other, you know, from other TV series as well, including an old war film... Mm. Really? Because, yeah, because um, whenever had Glass Great 1980, I think of, is it? No, it wasn't that. No, because um, if you look at yeah, the big explosion scenes, yeah. there's one they use fr- quite frequently. And if you look in the bottom right hand corner of the screen, you can clearly see a steam engine blowing up. Really? Yes. <laughs> steam powered Cylons, well, why not? Whereas <laughs> in, in the remake, if you clearly look at the top of the screen, you can see Serenity taking off. Yeah, yeah, true. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same effects company. Ah, so they, it was a bit of a homage they put in. Yeah, a Firefly class ship. Addendums? Uh, addendum? No, no, oh, I'm yes, afraid I, I have an yeah. oh, oh. Yes, we. I do. I do have an yeah, addendum. Have anyway. you got in first? I know he did. No, no. I know did. Off you, Keith. No, no, please, please, your addendum first. Mm. No, um, a couple of weeks ago in the um, in the Sunday supplement of the D-mail. there was um, I think it's about a three or four page article about the um, five captains experience up at oh, yes. London's Excel. Yes. Oh yeah, and. Um, I mean, okay, they're quite happy to mention all the things about the extortionate prices for um, souvenirs and uh, autographs and such like that. But for some strange reason, they didn't mention where um, John Barrowman leapt up on stage (laughs) and presented his his bare buttocks to Scott Bakula. To be signed. Mm, To be signed, yes. They may be taking it as a given. Not much news, really. Well, yeah, Barrowman was there. He's bound to have (laughs) his trousers off at one point. He's bound to have whopped something out. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of a a sad addendum. Oh, yeah. Bit of a worrying addendum. Yes. Um, Many of you will know uh, Ken Deep 
Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's been announced on Facebook that he's had a heart attack. Mm. So I'm sure we all send our best wishes for a yeah, speedy definitely. recovery. Mm, yeah, he's yeah. not an old man by any no, means. No, he's not. Yeah. I mean, an old man. Have you seen his Facebook picture? An old man <laughs> would not pose like that with the TARDIS. <laughs> no. That's definitely a young man. Not <laughs> sure yeah. what to know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Ken's going to Galley or hopes to go to Galley. Every year, I yeah. think, without fail. So, yeah. So, come on. Assuming get he's better well. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. If not, I recommend going as Davros. And sit down all the time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I do have an addendum. Mm-hmm. It's back to uh, a soft spot in Adam's heart. So soft. No, that, that, that kind of hardened up. <laughs> well, well um, and also I think a worrying tendency if we take it with an ex- examine it with something else. Is this going to be about Gilbo Baggins? <laughs> this is going to be about Gilbo Baggins. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Gilbo? Yeah, there has turned up a photograph, a street scene, oh, yeah. <laughs> for a painting, for a street scene oh, yeah. from uh, 19... 19- the 1930s New York of uh, a man and a woman. The man is sitting down, looking very clingy, hanging on to, to the woman who has long red hair, short skirt and red, red jumper. And the likeness between Rory and Amy to this, this genuine painting is uncanny. It is. Yeah, it's it's worrying, Especially though. given the, uh, the time period it was yes. painted. Yeah, mm. the time period and the location. So being really sad and having no life, we've decided it was painted by this young artist before he was famous, just after they got zapped back well, by the angels. A, if, you, if, you, if you couple this with the... <laughs> if you couple this <laughs> oh, with the couple of years ago, and latter part of last year, the Beatles photograph... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one I no, no, but bear with, bear with me. I'm just saying, it's it worrying that has someone in the BBC production office actually got a time machine? But only, <laughs> you know, they, they could be doing the, these wonderful things, correcting universal mistakes, making the earth a better place. But instead... They're arsing around. Arsing around, yeah, with, with, with Moffat just to write these scripts. We never know. It may have yeah. solved all manner of problems. We're just not aware of it. Time has changed. It's been solved. Yeah. Could have been on World War Five by now, for we know. Could have been, uh... That would have been annoying. <laughs> As it's Christmas, coming up to the Christmas period, we have the John Lewis Christmas advert, mm-hmm. yes. which shows uh, a snow couple, <laughs> a snowman right. and a snowwoman, yep. and the snowman eventually heads off across the land to find something to buy a hat and scarf and gloves for his snow woman okay right? mm-hmm. so that in in context that is ah isn't that sweet isn't that lovely isn't that <laughs> cute but when you think of it the snowman only moves when no one is, is looking, looking. Ah. yes because when she looks out the window in the morning yes mm. yeah the snowman only moves because whenever the camera cuts to it the snowman is stationary yeah. somewhere else but it's an angel it's an angel <laughs> snow covered angel yeah it's a snow covered yeah. weeping cute angel nose. it's a well, weeping angel. man sees an angel yeah comes an angel yeah, yeah exactly there you are yeah <sighs> Sad. Sad. <laughs> Any more news? I am addendumed out. Last Friday was Children in Need, which is an evening-long charity event hosted by Terry Wogan. Yes, it's a telethon. I think that's the right word. It is. Mm-hmm. And it raised £26.7 million. Mm. I- 
think, on the night. On the night. So far. Yeah. Mm. And there'll be many millions of more to, more to come mm. in. Yeah. On that night, there was two little Doctor Who clips. Mm, there was one indeed. was a mini-sode. <laughs> a prequel. And one yeah. was a teaser for the Christmas episode. A trailer. Yeah. Mm. And we've just watched them. Mr. Mm. Spoilerphobe watched the trailer i did we, I we did. strapped yeah. him down and mm, held yes. his eyes open so ponder's gone it doesn't matter anymore oh. <laughs> oh. i'm surprised you're still doing the podcast you know? uh, well he's he's waiting to see if his jenna louise fetish will kick in <laughs> she's good i can say that much but i don't think she can ever have fully replaced i mean she's only as tall as gilbo baggins legs so, you know. <laughs> good, good height to be actually <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Keith, tell us about the mini-sode. Uh, The the mini-sode, well, it has at least three returning characters Mm, from the Who canon. I'd say four. Four if you count the Doctor. Yes, exactly. Four if you count the Doctor. (laughs) Well, yeah, that goes... Or the Artful Dodger, as we've started calling him. Like the silhouette, it's more of an Artful Dodger silhouette. With a crumpled top hat. hat Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It almost reminded of the second Doctor's... Um, stovepipe. Stove yeah. yeah. That wasn't quite yeah. so battered. It was. Yeah, it's, it's, it's as if somebody sat on the top hat and then tried to straighten <laughs> it. Slightly bent in the middle. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. who are ent- uh, three returning characters? Uh, Strax, the Santaran, mm-hmm. who was the nurse from A Good Man Goes to War, died. But who we died that later? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have Jenny, who actually gains a surname this time. Mm-hmm. Jenny Flint. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And Madame Vasta. Vastra. Yeah. Yes. Who together were the... The Paternoster Club. Well, I was actually going to say the human Silurian Victorian lesbian mm. fan club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Paternoster Club. All that, and, yeah. And it, it makes hazy mention of a fourth shadowy figure. Mm, yes. And mm. basically, it's, it's, le- it's not all that long. It's sort of less than a minute, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. probably a bit more than a minute. Well, so the two like, about three. It's probably like less than a minute. Yeah. Where though these three are attempting to tempt the Doctor out of retirement. Because he's clearly ignored everything Pond told him yeah. and mm. wallowed in self-pity yeah, after the, yeah. dumping River wherever he's dumped her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, the, the, the absence of Pond seems to have, uh, both mm. of them, hit seems to have hard. hit him yes. hard. Oh, yeah. Hence the silly hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also noticed, as I said, he's completely different character uh, costume it's a more a victorian flavor garb because it's waistcoat overcoat and tie not mm. a bow tie i might well, add it not it's not a bow tie it's just a normal tie and yeah. i shall come back, back to that later cool yeah. Yeah. Well, he's fitting in with the period for a he's change he's fitting in with yeah. the period he's obviously yeah. settled there yeah i would yeah. say so well it doesn't look like a street urchin as such but as you say more like the artful dodger yeah Is well you, a good think, he, you of... think he's living there yeah, I yeah. think so. I think yeah. he is. I think he's retired and living there. He's it's gone, just he's gone to mope. It's just something yeah. that um, Moffat has said, or the vast toffee Amen. Amen. has said, and I'm not sure if I should repeat this in Adam's ears. Fingers in ears. Fingers in ears. You're not editing this one. Okay. okay. La la la. Go on. La 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 la. La 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 la. He's actually in this. He is the Scrooge character. Oh. The Doctor himself mm-hmm. is the Scrooge character. Right. You can come. You, you can come back. Yeah. So He's what, got with waxy a, fingers. With a, with, a, with a trunk and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the <laughs> wow. egg whisk. Ooh. And do you think the zebra would live? Well, that, that's debatable. It depends whether he's drilled any it, holes in yes. the side of the trunk. Uh, yeah. Crikey. 
Anyway. Yeah. And uh, they are all attempting various... Deviant. Deviant. <laughs> deviant? Devious. Devious ways to try to, ways. to tempt the Doctor back into, back into life. Back My into favourite one is the there's a man who's got an invisible wife. Oh, no. How many of these will turn out to be true, though? I bet the meteor shower... Yeah. That's yes, going to be true. true. One of yeah. them is I'm sorry. the... My my yeah. favourite one is Strax. I have declared war on the moon. That <laughs> one could be true as well. Yeah, that well, probably Sontor is. Sontoran, so is in for a fight. Yeah. The moon amusing nights. thing moon would nights. be for them all to be true. <laughs> yeah. 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 So they the meteor shower, the invisible wife, the, the drill, man trying to drill, drill through the earth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Declaring war on the moon. moon. Was there another one? I'm sure some of are references to classical stuff. Yeah. So the moon knights, Carverites. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. First men of the moon. Yeah. Which, of course, Moff um, Gatiss was in, who does mm-hmm. the voiceover. Right. Yes. Yeah. And he does it in the very, uh, very quite deliberately, um, Arthur Conan Doyle style. Yeah, it is. It is. Scottish. And yeah, traditionally British. Uh, sto- yeah, well, British. British is Scottish. Story, but, yeah. Storyteller, you know. Yeah. Stiff upper lip. Yeah. Sounded like um, Trigger from Old Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> no, I would recognise that voice anyway. Definitely Gatiss doing <laughs> oh, his, nice. uh, mm-hmm. his Arthur Conan Doyle, or maybe Ian Bell. Yeah. He's obviously, because it's called The Great Detective, this mm, yes. m- yeah. Yeah, that, that mini minisode is a, yeah. my, As I said, my only, my only fault with it is it, it is far too short. I remember the, well, I remember the uh, mini episodes or the minisodes we had for children in need during the RTD What, the one lanes. with many ponds in them? Well, oh, that was a particularly good one. No, no, <laughs> yeah, I, I, was like think, one. I was thinking <laughs> more of um, the regeneration sequence oh, and time right. crash. Yeah. They tend to be about six minutes, about yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. The time I, crash was the best. Yeah, but this, this barely seemed a minute to me. It was about three, I think. Yeah. And then we later on we had the um, the trailer. Oh yes, so, yes. You know. So what about Strax? So how's he? <laughs> ah, how's he well, alive? It's, it's, well, he's a clone. One I don't think so. We are travelling in time, so before he died, presumably yeah. before he died. So, so but th- is it for them? Have they been to Demons Run yet? I don't know. There's I, no reference to Demons Run, no. of course, to the Doctor having taken time out. Yeah. The fact that Amy Rory. Uh, Clearly gone. dead or gone or whatever. Yeah. No, I you get into I, problems when you get to. Yeah, well, so you've got to remember Strax is very, very old. He was almost twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's probably before for him. But is it for, for the other two? I'm not I don't sure. know. I don't know. There was no particular camaraderie between. Them. They didn't seem to no. know each other. No. So that took us on to the trailer. The trailer. Yep. Yeah. With the snowmen. Yes. <laughs> Guaranteed to scare the bejesus out of little kids. Yeah, just as you thought there was nothing left that the vast toffee could do to terrify mm. children. Yep. He gives snowmen, snowmen. teeth and funky mm. arse eyes. <laughs> there funky was a picture of a claw there, which again, yes. my first thought when I heard the name yeah. snowmen, before I seen the, the trailer, is it's the, uh, the Yeti. And the, there's a claw in that mm. trailer which looks Yeti-like. I don't know if That's underneath funny. the snow they might be yeti. Very short yetis, because mm-hmm. they, they weren't a person height, were they, the snowmen? Uh, no, sure. I, I think they were something. just person height. So it yeti, might be, unless I'm remembering wrong, yeti, yeti were, were like eight foot tall. Yeah, yeti were very big, very wide. Perhaps yeah, they're yeah. Ratscorcophalopatorian yeti, and they're all squashed into little snowmen. Well, but they... Didn't the they come down in a meteor shower the uh, the globes or the whatever oh, they the were no, no no how did no. they come to Earth uh, we don't know how they came to Earth oh, okay I I think if I remember right meteor shower that's uh, well, autons that, well yes I think they were built by the great intelligence mm. or they were built by a master Pasma I've got to pronounce that Pasma 
Wiverins. Wiverins. They were built by a Buddhist monk <laughs> under <laughs> direction of the Great Intelligence. I, yeah, I know the exoskeletons were built, but no, were I think the, the spheres were as well. Spheres too, okay. Yeah. Because maybe that's what's happened again here. They've built the, uh, the skeleton and yeah. snow has been used to cover it rather than fur. Yeah. Could be, Maybe. but yeah, it could be like the Servitors from um, Pyramids of Mars. Gosh, mm. lots to find out. Mm. And how does Clara come in? She seems to be uh, a nanny. A nanny, yes. yeah, yeah, governess, or, or governess, governess, yeah. yeah. Mary Poppins. She seems to be from that era, and which is yeah, good. It's seen, nice to have something not from modern day. Yeah, she yeah. seems to be from that era, but she also seemed to have knowledge of the Doctor because yes. she was telling mm. a story to Unless her children. Unless she's known to Madame What's Her Face and Jenny, and yeah. they've shared the stories. Possibly, mm. possibly. Mm. I mean, I, I have my own suspicions. She might be uh, stranded there. What from the from future? From the future. Yeah, I'm not too sure how well this is going to come through, but it, through, through the information pickies and bits and pieces I've picked up, I think she might be fractured in time. Hmm, yeah. That sounds Os- very Moffaty, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, Oswald, uh, Oswin and Clara mm. are the same person. Well, the, the um, bit of banter we different... had between yeah. Matt Smith and Jenna Louise yeah. Coleman beforehand was... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. sort so of like um, 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 Jaggeroth. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, she's, so she's you think there's a splinter of her that's somehow been Dalekized? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's yeah. splinters in, in Victorian, Victorian London. London. Yeah. There could be splinters of her I, I think, elsewhere. I think from the from the things that I've seen, there is a splinter of her in 20th century London. So, mm. so this I think isn't necessarily the version of her which goes with the Doctor. Yeah, I think this Victorian one's going to be left behind mm. at the end oh, of it. So, and so, if we have splinters of her all over, he could the whole yeah. second part of the series yeah. this mm. season yeah. could mm-hmm. be him meeting because he splinters. He hasn't. He, yeah. he didn't meet Oswin. No, he, he only just met heard the, the voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. met the Dalek. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So. Oh well. And so at the end, do you think it's going to be key to timey like, and he has to bring all those splinters possibly, together? Possibly. Possibly. And I don't... there you have whatever she's going to be yeah, called. I don't know. Rip her face off. It's all green and mm. spaghetti. Spaghetti yeah. like blah, 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 yeah. about three times bigger than yep. her actual. Head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> compression field. Oh yeah. I keep forgetting uh, yeah. the compression field. <laughs> oh, that, that's actually an interesting mm, idea. Yes. Yeah. I should nip out and put a tenner on it, that. It'll probably be completely wrong. That's a really cool idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't. So you don't think this one will go with him? You think? I don't. I think she's going to be left in, in Victorian, hmm. and then when the series starts proper, I don't know. I think he'll take her with him. Yeah. And knowing that she's there's something wrong with her. Hmm. And has <laughs> to spend has to spend the rest of this season putting it right. Could be. And that could, could be, be the arc of the uh, mm-hmm. second part so, of the yeah, season. Yeah, so I, I think that won't that won't actually kick off until the first episode of the second part of this season, because he, obviously he's going to have met Clara mm. as well, and then when she turns up in the twentieth century. No, see, I think she'll turn but up. Anyway, and, no, I, I do, I do. I think he will take him, take her with him. Okay. And she'll be in the 20th century because that's where they were. Mm. Okay. Interesting. We shall see. Are we all going to yeah. be around our place Christmas Day to watch this? Yeah, why not? <laughs> that's good to me. <laughs> How many days till Christmas? Uh, um, <laughs> I think we're in the 50s now. Yeah, 30, no. No, we're in the 30s. 30s. 36. 36. 36. Oh, well. How many mm. days are we in mm. November? <laughs> <laughs> really should start doing some Christmas shopping. Oh, really should, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We do a game. A game? What sort of game? What sort of game? <coughs> sneezing game. The sneezing, sneezing game. Okay. 
Yeah. I- I'll name that. <laughs> just green oh, things. Thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> there wasn't a sneeze on it. Now it's time for a game. Bingo, bingo, bingo. We are going to play. Truth or dare? No. <laughs> Doctors spin, and nurses. Spin the no. bottle. Pass the no. bottle. <laughs> <laughs> no, not pass that. <laughs> Shouldn't have swallowed the bottle in the first place. We're going to play things in five words. Ooh. El Presidente, would you like to go first? Okay. Give us your thing in five words. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Black patch in the inferno. Ooh. Black patch in the inferno. inferno. I think that's the brigadier's eye patch. Ah, it is. Oh, too easy. Got an easy one here. Yeah. Teddy bear needs strawberry sucker. <laughs> I know this one. Strawberry Teddy bear mm. needs strawberry sucker. I know this one. So Mr. T. No. Arsenal <laughs> Ted. No. Nope. Nope. Go on then. Yeah. Kaylee. From Firefly. From Firefly. Ah. Yes. Sucker. You've the first the episode. First episode. Eating, you know, the oh, strawberries. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm surprised you're quite forgot. sucking so much. As it's, the... just, it's just <laughs> that burned sucking. into my memories. <laughs> well, burned into another part of your anatomy. Yes. Go on then, real key. Okay. Help find your galactic way. Hitchhiker's Guide, Guide to, to the, the Galaxy. galaxy. Yep. Okay, then my one is This Ship Steals from Gods. Ooh. Ooh. Better not be your easy one. <laughs> <laughs> this Ship Prometheus? Steals. Yes. Ah. Yeah, very good. Go on then. What's your next one? It's a good one. You sure? Yeah. Jimmy fixed these two monsters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh crikey. Now then, now then, I'll fix it for Stop these it. two monsters. Stop it. Come here, little boy. Jimmy fixed these two, two monsters. monsters. Um, <laughs> is the answer to this something that could get us sued? Probably not. <laughs> no, okay. no. Dick Gibbon is dead. Um... <laughs> What was the one with... Was the um, Colin Baker, Janet Fielding one, Daleks? No, it was Suntarans. Suntarans? Yep. Hey! Suntarans, yeah. There were two of them. Yeah. Okay. This one's a little more difficult, which means you're going to get it straight away. Toy maker on rainy days. Toy maker on rainy days. No. Blade Runner is the only thing I'm thinking of here. Rainy Days, Toy Maker. Mm. What was his name? Sebastian. J.F. Sebastian. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well done. Oh, well done. <laughs> I thought you'd never get that one. I thought we'd have to open it up but, to people. It's a combination. Can I I yeah. Know. Well, I've seen the Tyrrell Corporation. Yeah. Any more? Yes. Um, I, I think. No, no, please. <laughs> Stephen King's Celestial Fireworks Story. Stephen King's Celestial Fireworks story. Oh, God, I'm going through now all the Stephen King stories. There's two possible answers for this. Mm. No. Celestial Fireworks. There's a book and a film, I'll say that much. Mm. I'm, not that familiar. <coughs> I'm not that familiar with this stuff. Um. I've got Stand By Me stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> all I can dum, see is Will Wheaton tolling. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> it's not that, is it? No. No. <laughs> um, it's under pseudonym. No, it's, um, it was a Stephen King. <laughs> Can we have a clue? It was made into a film in 1986. 
Oh, well, <laughs> uh, eighty-six. Um, uh, it. No. no. Um, the Shining was before mm. that. What was the Schwarzenegger one? No, it's not Schwarzenegger. Not, um, that was that was under pseudonym, anyway, wasn't it? It's a short story. Sure, it wasn't Stand by Me. What's the first word? <laughs> the of. of of what the film or the short story? Uh, the film. Who? Who? No, Who no, no. Roger Rabbit. No, 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 no. Sorry, no. Skip that. Scrub that. <laughs> Maximum impact. Power. <laughs> Protection. <laughs> <laughs> Absorbency. <laughs> Softness. <laughs> um, rabbits. <laughs> All right, the sh- um, first the Shawshank word- Redemption. No. Oh. Uh, are we going to open this up? <laughs> I think to- we should, because yeah. we can't get this. If you lovely, lovely, lovely listeners who are probably now bored to tears <laughs> know what the answer is to the five-word question... Stephen King's Celestial Fireworks Story. Please tell us the answer, because it's driving us nuts. <laughs> At show... At staggering... Stories... Dot... Net. Give us your last one, okay. Rookie. After all that, you'll probably get it. Uh, name of steampunk phone. Bzz. Well, that's six if you're counting. Bzz. Well, no, steampunk's one word. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why I put the buzz in. Oh, so I just said <laughs> steampunk was two okay, words. Okay, name of steampunk, steampunk phone. phone. Jennifer. No, no. Gloria. No, no. Ethel. No. Bert. Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to talk to you if you know if you're not taking it seriously. Buzz. <laughs> I thought that's what the sound effect was. That's Name of steampunk phone. Telephone. <laughs> was that a clue? <laughs> no. No. Um, Jean was here. She'd know. Jean was yeah, here. She yeah, would yeah. know. Name. She would of get it instantly. Steampunk yeah. phone. No, it's not that either. Oh, Tesla. No. What from 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 uh, Warehouse Thirteen? Yes. Um. Oh, what were they called? The Tamagotchi. Some. Oh, I, I can. <laughs> I can. I can hear them saying it. It's that that mobile video phone thing they had. Oh, yeah. um, Sh- shall I let the Tesla have it? was the gun. Tesla the was Tamagotchi the gun. was a strange Japanese thing where you had to keep it alive by yeah. feeding it. <laughs> yep. Somewhere in between <laughs> is that thing. I was going to say, <laughs> you do realise there's people screaming at their yeah. MP3 All of a sudden I had a picture of future armour in my head. Yeah, yeah. So good news. Thank you, Guardian Angel, for putting that in my head. <laughs> we never actually said the uh, answer to your last one. The two-headed. Ah, oh, yes. Um, so we should probably do that properly. Oh, blimey. <laughs> that, was, that was months ago, that was. It was. We had one person say it was April Beeple Zafel, Box. No, yes. it wasn't. Yeah. Two-head being ruled sa- uh, sentience. Say again. Two-headed creature rules sentience. Two-headed creature rules sentience. Yes, I gave I gave them a clue. I think it was um, known space. That was the clue I gave yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. And we had one person say, say for Beeple Rocks. Mm-hmm. It's not that. Two-headed creature mm. rules sentience. No, manipulates sentience, that's Manip- it. Manipulates sentience. Mm. Mm. I know what it is, because you told me. Mm, <laughs> I wouldn't yes. have got otherwise. <laughs> Can I have a clue? 
Apart from whatever that... Uh, imagine called. strings. Sorry? Yeah, strings. 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 Jerry Anson. Captain mm. <laughs> Scarlet. I can't think of the two-headed creature. It's a Go literature on. thing, really. Mm, yes. Go on. It's a Pearson's puppeteer. Look that's it up. really hard. <laughs> mm, really, really hard. You mm. expect staggering stories, <laughs> listeners. I expect science fiction fans to know it. I mean... Yeah, the known the known space series of novels by Larry Niven is very well known. And Pearson's puppeteers are quite well known well known creatures. So we have been watching more telly. More telly? Even more telly. Yes we have. We have no life. I have. So no, I haven't. All of about Maybe 45 minutes of TV we've watched this past yeah, week. I think yeah. so, yeah. Well, I mean, square eyes. It, it's, not, it's not our fault. She, um, my beloved wife has been out following 400 Santas. Oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> Check out my Facebook page for a video. <laughs> anyway. It was all in a good clause. Oh. Oh. <laughs> anyway, we have been also watching Red Dwarf. And I was glad it was sunny, because I'd have hated it if it had rained here. He gets grumpy face on. <laughs> Talking about comedy. Yes. yes. <laughs> it was... take... Sorry. Okay. Yeah. No. Do you want to finish? No, your... no. no. Okay. No. I bit my own tongue and it really hurt. Uh... <laughs> it was the last episode of series ten, mm. Red Dwarf. I'm not sure you could actually call it a series. It was sort of more a blip. Well, it... well the standard length. Yeah, I think the standard length was eight episodes. It's only towards the end. Only towards the, the first end. few. Why six? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. In that case, I apologise. It was more than a blip. <laughs> it was a really, really funny blip. <laughs> um, again, I think this one is sort of how can we put it? Clearing Rimmer up, tidying Rimmer's character up a bit. Yeah, another Rimmer centric. Yes. So we've had a couple of Rimmer centrics, a couple of Lister centrics. Yeah. And a couple of ensemble ones. Yeah. Yeah. But the other two sadly haven't had much of a look in. No. No. The cat and. Uh, that's probably because there's only so much you could say about either of them. Yeah, maybe. Everything you know about the cat, you know. Yeah. Same with Crichton. First, first within five minutes. They're not very... Certainly the cat isn't a very deep character. No. no. Even though which he, he does, admits. Yeah, yeah, which he quite... <laughs> even though he does come over slightly philosophical. An idiot philosophical in this one. Oh, really? Yeah, OK. With the, talking about uh, the ghost on his back with his father oh yeah uh, yeah. yeah anyway yeah, it, it starts off with a flashback to Rimmer in his school days and we find <laughs> out that he's actually went to a school that his father was a teacher at yeah never good no, no, never good. And his father was also a bit of a dick. Yeah, I think yeah. think his father. We, we under, Well, we get to understand why, probably why his father despised him so much. Because he wasn't his. Yes, yeah, that's he was true. Probably the gardeners. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What was the gardener's name? Oh. Sandro the Dirty or something? Mm, yeah, gr- Grumbo or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's one of the nicknames for him, yes. They are, are hunted again by stim, uh, simulants. I almost said stimulants. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Be funnier! <laughs> they are hunted again by simulants. No, the, which... uh, the an- there was this uh, android that turned up on the ship. Oh, oh, the... By saying that again, if you're touching the mic, it would have gone mm. all... Yeah. Let's get this straight. It dinged. Yeah. <laughs> well, stop yes. playing with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically an android. Well, um, yes, an android turns up on Red Dwarf. An android oh, wearing yeah. a toupee and a comb yes. over, if I remember right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And with a bad Mexican accent, who was challenging them to, to kiss uh, his father or something? No, no you <laughs> killed my father. You see, all the way through until the very father. last one, I was sure he'd said you kissed my it, father. It was a Mexican accent. <laughs> no, you, you killed my you brother. Killed no, that was it. Killed, killed the brother. And so who he challenged them yeah. to a, a duel through all, all times. Time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It was a bit odd at first. He thought, why are they not taking him seriously? Yeah. This guy yeah. to turn up and they're threatening them. Yeah. I think you want two floors down, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we find out it happens a lot. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not the first time this has happened. No. no. And they are then, we again, we have the introduction of the Midguffin right at the beginning. The, yeah. um, the gun. The gun. The, mm, yes. Destabilise well, the molecules. Destabilise the molecules. Yeah, 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 destabilize the molecules. So the, the, mod, uh, the MacGuffins entered fairly on. And then they are attacked by uh, simulants mm-hmm. who are after the map that the android stole from them. Mm. The map of all time and space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, I think this comes to one of the highlights of this particular episode, the deboweling scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was the noises he made. And he sort of put <laughs> oh, the, oh, oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ritual suicide. Yeah, mm, he yes. commits yeah. ritual uh, Harry Carey. But doesn't actually die. No, mm. no, because he's uh, a simulant. Well, yeah, he's very organic, organic very simulant. humanoid. Yeah. Apart Picking from up those bit bits of, of sausage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, he pro- yeah, he probably proceeds to um, you know, commit uh, seppuku. That's it, yeah. Yeah, to which the um, the leader of the uh, simulant says, no, I only wanted you to polish the sword of, what is it, the sword of shame or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Clearly, he mm. did intend him to do that, but... Yeah, yeah it's a, you always preempt the, mm. you know, yeah. jump to yeah. conclusions of him. Yeah, yes. But it, it also follows up with the second time we see them when, in the meeting where all the lackeys are agreeing with him. Yeah. So he turns around, oh, someone disagree with me, someone challenge me. So, <laughs> all right, I don't think we should do that. Kill, Kill him. him. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is why we... <laughs> yes, he's dragged off. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there were a few nice moments with that I, I enjoyed... Yeah. But again, we're back to Red Dwarf being yes. in the middle of a very populated area. Yeah, yeah, that is... Mm. I, I'll acknowledge that's the downside of it. Yeah. But at least they're good characters. Yeah, yeah, they they, they used it, they, they properly used it. Yeah. And rogue simulants yeah. have been mentioned before. Yeah. Have they been in really it several times? Yeah. 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 But uh, also we find out that um, Rimmer has a, a holographic message from his father mm. that he has never played. Yeah. Just conveniently, I know. But... I know, it keeps very close in the emergency, never seen it before, but <laughs> yeah. now yeah. suddenly... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And sort of there was a, a a nice bit where they trying to figure out how to get it, and as Rimmer has always how to get out of the situation, mm-hmm. and as Rimmer has always professed to be a military genius, follower mm. of the great yep. military geniuses, have read all the military books. Alexander the Great's chief eunuch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they give it. To, they give these uh, solution to getting out of this situation 
to Rimmer. Mm-hmm. I did like the fact that they said if it was a curry eating opera, uh, curry eating solution, mm, I would be going for it. Says Lister. <laughs> if it was a sheet folding laundry operation, yeah. Crichton, 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 yeah. they don't the mention cats? the cat. <laughs> <laughs> they change the subject rather <laughs> rapidly. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I would have thought if it was a sleeping yeah. competition, the cat would have been. One yeah. scene that did make me laugh was where um, Crichton has to scour the ship for any available weapons. Oh, yeah, yes. And all oh, he yeah. comes up with is his two forks and a pencil sharpener. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they they've abandoned ship and they're aboard mm. the Blue Midget at this That's point it, yeah. in time. Yeah. I don't know if they never got back the uh, Starbug. I don't know. I don't Just know. chose this ship randomly. Yeah. Could see it again. Yeah. For yeah. a long time. Yeah. yeah. It keeps popping up every now and again. Mm. But yeah, no. On the, on the whole, I did enjoy this episode. It was good. I, the problem was the ending. It was just too signposted. Yeah, yeah. I think, but it well, was said, slack. It, in the, they've used this trick a lot in this season. You know, uh, the 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 mm. gun act when they mm. if they're going to use a gun in the first act, you've got to show in the well, first. They act. hammered it home with the, the moose joke in the first oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, that was funny. Though, they're not the exactly moose. being subtle no. about no. anything plot wise. No, no. It's, very, very light on plot mm. and storage mm. just to get them into the situations. Yeah. As somebody pointed out, you know it's a good Red Wolf episode when the uh, the cat comes out with the most um, intellectually sort of intellectual <laughs> comment. I mean. Well, that, that's that's what I was saying. The um, saying earlier, the cat is uh, the idiot philosopher in this. Mm, the this idiot episode. savant. Yeah, yeah the, in this this episode with the, his recollections between Rimmer and his father. Yeah. So in there, moments of need, Rimmer plays it to yeah. gain his confidence. Yeah. And finds out the truth. And finds out the truth that it's actually his father is not his father. His yeah. father is the uh, gardener. Yeah, mm. and that then gives Rimmer the resolve to do it, it, the... His, his father would be proud of him. Yes. Yeah, his father... Second... It's, it's, Shungo, it's, yeah. whatever his name was. Yeah. It's, it's the fact that they all voted to uh, forego this plan and go for another... And you could see Rimmer have his old hand up. Yeah, and suddenly, he was nearly agreeing. Yeah. And then, then he, found no! his, he found his fruity <laughs> citrus fun bags. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the speech afterwards that would be a stirring direct speech if it didn't go on for about three sentences too long. Who's Rimmer's? Rimmer's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we have um, sort of a very... I think an almost atypical Rimmer moment when he's trying to surrender to the simulants but they fire anyway so right you're on report me ladder which is as I said almost atypical from Rimmer season one yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. No, but I mean, I do agree with what the TV critic in the <laughs> says. No, it says it mean this episode was the making of Rimmer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Did you like the way Rimmer got his final line was the final line from the first episode? Yes. yes. The slime's coming home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hence the title of the episode, the beginning. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was misleading, I thought. I, I thought, thought I thought it was mm. going to be the final episode. It was well, I didn't think it would be the final up. episode, but I thought it would reference back to the first one more directly. Yeah. It's quite clever, the way they misdirected that. And so, on the whole, I have been quite... I, I've enjoyed this season. I was... Mm. Well, I went into it with very grave thoughts. You and went didn't into think, it as Mr. Grumpy. I did. Oh, I, 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 my hand yeah, is yeah, up. Yeah, I have yeah. enjoyed it. I didn't think I would enjoy Red Dwarf ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I mm. thought it was wonderful. I thought by yeah. taking a step back, they took an almighty step forward. Oh, yeah. They yeah. really yeah. did. They, they seem to have rediscovered. Mm. Well, they just went back to what worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's what the trouble was. Yeah. yeah, And this time they introduced middle age and... Yeah, they kept, they kept it. I said, this is my worry, is we have these 40, 50-year-old blokes wandering around still pretending to be... 20s in the but mid-20s. No, they're but these 40, 50-year-old blokes they, wandering around being 40, 50-year-old They blokes. have aged yeah. them properly, I think. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Like one of my favourite bits was where Lister thought he'd been a father. Yeah. And he gave that lovely speech about how what a wonderful mother she'd be because she's a wonderful woman. Then he read the letter and just went, slag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so the, on, on top of that, the whole uh, Lister as his own father episode. That was just brilliant. Mm. That, 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 that was, was hilarious. That one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, I... My hand is up. I was wrong. I was wrong about this episode. Yes, this you season. were. Mm. Yep. There wasn't I mean, a bad apple in the bunch. I, I really did, enjoyed every single one of them. I did enjoy the uh, the episode where they go back in time to um to, uh, Britain, AD yeah, 29. <laughs> and have to go across the uh, world I mean, to get a lemon. Very, <laughs> it's very much one of those episodes, you know, for, for want of a nail, the ship was yeah. lost. Yeah. 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 Catalogue of errors. So, mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good, and I'd like to see that. I know the DVD is now out. Mm. Yes, <clears throat> I've got it upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see the extras of that. I think it's going to be quite good. <clears throat> yeah, hopefully they do more. Yeah, mm. I think it's a good cr- sign. I mean, I, I think the ratings have been pretty good. It's yeah, been so the, the, received. Well the possibility of Red Dwarf Eleven is very likely, yeah. mm. and they all seem much more comfortable in their roles. Yeah. now than they were at some points in the old series. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Doug Naylor is gone back and he's concentrated more on characters that's yeah. just list of stuff with his own father and now Rimmer <laughs> yep. rediscovering a new aspect of Rimmer almost yeah so, so, so if, if they continue this we should have a different Rimmer next season yeah a slightly different Rimmer yeah be interesting yeah. the only problem being he might be a bit too Lister like unless he becomes more ace like but I think I think Weasleyness is too ingrained <laughs> in I think so maybe. yeah Maybe. There's always the danger or maybe the promise with Red Dwarf they just forget the stuff and just carry on as yeah, usual. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Reset well, button. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so dear listeners, we have lots and lots of feedback. We're not gonna mention about the Twinkies. Yeah, what else? I saw something on oh, Facebook yeah. about Twinkies RIP. It's gone it's gone bust. It's gone. Oh. Those could be the last Twinkies in existence. Save that box. We'll keep them for 100 years. Mm, yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll be they'll alcohol. Keep, they'll keep. They'll be alcohol. No, they'll keep. And then our great-great-grandchildren can try Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, dear listeners, you've been sending us lots of feedback. Mm. Here. Well, we've got one piece of written feedback, and the rest, I, I think, is all um, audio. Audio, yeah. yeah. Saves us a job. Okay, yeah. 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 This is from Graham. Hello, Graham. Graham. He says, hello, team. So as Jean Genie asked for an explanation as to which podcast app, yes, another Bowie tangent, I thought you guys would get the last one. It's the one for iOS from a certain fruit-named computer company, which plays the podcast in date and time order. As you may remember, I was struggling to get started with Terry Pratchett's Dodger. Well, to make things harder, another new Sir Terry Tome came through the door. Ooh. A collection of short stories called A mm. Blink of the Screen. Yeah. Well, carry on as you do. And once again, sorry, Karen, have you ever wondered about hiring an assassin? What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Why are you looking at me when you say that? Uh, temptation. Anyway, all the best. <laughs> Graham, the second doctor, sent from somewhere in the time vortex, just short of Golga Frencham staring at a great space turtle. <laughs> okay. We also okay. had um, various emails from Adrian, who just seemed to be sending us his Christmas wish list. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole load of links to super-duper sci-fi stuff, which we'll put up on the show notes. Yeah, okay. there were two, actually. One was the... Uh, Chateau-tree. Chateau-tree, Chateau-tree, yeah. yeah. The official William Shatner app. 
I hate you. I hate you with every fibre of my being. He, he makes up for it because the other one's for the Doctor Who TARDIS phone booth messenger bag, yes. which I think is just pencil case. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rather hoping the Shatner one is just an iPhone, not on Android. <laughs> then all of us here are immune. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to go out and buy an iPhone. <laughs> and then stamp on it. Play <laughs> <laughs> hey, that funky feedback, white boy. Okay, then, let's start with... Sorry? <laughs> Play that funky feedback, white boy. Play that funky feedback now. Ah, <laughs> oh, the 70s. <laughs> that should be... Ah, oh, the 70s. Yes. Oh. Right, one here from Timothy. Hello, Hello Timothy. Timothy. You mean Tim, don't you? I do. Yeah. Hello, staggerers. Hello. Hello, Tim. Cardboard Amy. She must be around somewhere. No, no. Smouldering in a corner. She's gone. Maybe she's got a paper bag over her head to hide the fact that um, cardboard Jenna Louise Coleman is snuck into a corner of the room. Not but, sure um, she hasn't. No, yeah, here. I've woken up on a Saturday in a rather oddly dark mood. Oh. I thought, what can I do to distract myself? I will send some feedback to those staggering types. Oh. <laughs> um, yes, well, season 7A... Bit of a mixture. Yeah. Asylum of the Daleks. I first saw in a small hotel room in Derby, straight after Hooverville. Mm-hmm. And I was gripped from the first <laughs> minute of it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, she watched it with us. My only watching. real quibble with it was the pre-show hype for it. We had all this, yes, we will use every single Dalek there's yeah, ever been. Well, there will yeah. be loads of Daleks on the screen and... Essentially, Daleks were set-dressing in their own story. (laughs) They kind of overhyped that. I mean, what's the point in saying, yes, we're going to use a special weapons Dalek, if you don't actually use a special weapons Dalek, you just stick it in the background somewhere (laughs) because it looks nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the following week we had dinosaurs on a spaceship. Oh, no. Enjoyed bits of this. I liked Brian... His balls. Character that's been introduced woefully too late because we get him in just two stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. I agree with that. Shame you didn't um, get Amy's parents again. A feeling I should have enjoyed this more than I did. Um, it was kind of like upbeat and comedic. Unlike some people, I did actually enjoy Mitchell and Webb's appearance as those <laughs> robots, although it wasn't exactly a stretch for them acting wise. <laughs> no, no. Um, Ending was a bit dark. Yeah, Don't yeah. know why I didn't entirely chime with this one. Possibly because it's badly written. We'd had this brilliant Ooh. piece of Moffat writing the previous week, and then we had this massive change of tone for something more light. Uh, yeah. Um. Then it went massively downhill for me with a town called Mercy. Ah, I enjoyed yeah. that. One. Um, which I had been looking forward to. Because uh, it's from the pen of Toby Whithouse, and I love being human. And I normally like what he writes for being human, but yeah. this was a Western. Not really into Westerns. Oh, well. No, uh, no. For some reason, his spaceship looked like Mork from Orcs. Nanu, Nanu. Why not? It just seemed odd. <laughs> With yeah, nice use of locations. Me. Unlike some people, I didn't object to the voiceover. What is it with people and voiceovers? There's nothing wrong with voiceovers. I don't think I've ever heard a voiceover I object to. If I'm <laughs> kind of easy on that front. 
<laughs> and it suddenly it picked up the following week because we had Power of Three, mm. which some people didn't seem to like. I have very few quibbles with it. I thought it was a lovely light episode. It lifted the mood, yeah. lifted the yep. tone. Yep. Uh, it's about the first time I've ever watched Doctor Who and said, that should be a piece of merchandise. <laughs> and they're so missing <laughs> yes. the trick here because uh, we could have cube egg timers, <laughs> we could have cube alarm clock radios. Flamethrowers, uh, definitely. Like yeah. built-in yeah. countdown clock Speaking. capabilities. I think yeah. we, we mentioned Especially that. what you can do yeah. with little LCD you. screens these days. Yeah. Uh, missing a missing a trick there they are. <laughs> and uh, then finally we had uh, the angels take Manhattan roughly, and we said goodbye to the ponds. Yes. Oh. And uh, we had another excellent episode from the pen of Mister Moffat. Mm. Um, it's okay. <laughs> again, it's minor quibbles. Thud, thud. Thud. <laughs> Suddenly, Statue of Liberty has stood outside a building. It was brilliant. What, yeah. Nobody in New York saw it at all. No. But, Didn't get his um, feet wet either. I think water, it water. might have been in your yeah. review, because I've listened to two or three reviews of it, but um, somebody said that had Moffat not used the Statue of Liberty is an angel thing, yes. there'd have been complaints. <laughs> if he genius, does use it, yeah. there are complaints. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's kind of between the devil and the deep blue sea on that front. Yeah, I think we reasoned it um, commentary. We were handed this kind of false ending thing with um, Rory threatening to jump off a building. Jump, jump now. Which, which <laughs> could have been an end to the episode. And instead we had a more sudden and dramatic ending in the graveyard, which... Snatching defeat. Yeah, it was quite emotional. I... I I had a moment. <laughs> really? I didn't shed a tear. <laughs> Doctor Who's never made me shed a tear. Oh, you always know there's hope dead. there and there's always <laughs> tears of laughter. reinvention and there's always something else round the corner. And, um, well, as I'm recording this the day after Children in Need, I, I'm guessing the trailer for the Christmas special is um, fair game. Mm-hmm. You think so? <laughs> Go for it. Victorian times again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Essentially looks Christmas. promising. Yeah. Um, as I've said online to a couple of people already, so it's official. Top hats are cool now. Whatever that is called. Does look interesting, and they are hinting to things. And I can finally say the C word because I think it was in the trailer. Sorry. Clara, <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> May, God. from even what's in the trailer, be the character that was in Asylum of the Daleks, um, who some people this. didn't seem to like. Some one one person who reviewed the episode said she was too smug, <laughs> and I thought, well, in her case, smugness is a likable ca- characteristic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I'm kind of looking forward to the Christmas special, but I suppose I should look forward to it with caution, because <laughs> they're always a bit of a mixed bag, the Christmas special. It's just a shame we have such an enormous wait now for um, season 7B. Mm, we don't know, do and we? Once it does kick off, at least we get eight episodes, but it yeah. does seem like an awful long I'd rather have gap. them all at once. Yeah. Might be back uh, in January, yeah, not the likely. this feedback, there'll no, be something spring, I think. Yeah. random... Oh, yeah. Odd and unusual, and it will mean absolutely nothing to anyone, possibly apart from fake Keith. Oh, so oh. 
If she's not in the room while you're <laughs> recording this episode, I, I certainly hope she gets to hear it. Sorry this is going on a bit long, <laughs> but it does it does distract me from this dark mood I've been in today. Um, well, I was wondering why we hadn't heard from Davros for a while, and um, any regular listeners to my show may know that he does drop me the occasional message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even those seem to have disappeared out of my inbox. Oh, no. Uh, but um, I, I did receive this uh, secretly recorded audio of, uh, from someone. They were just out on a shopping trip somewhere picking up a few provisions, and, uh, well, this is what they heard in the supermarket. Ooh. The dark thing cleaned up the spillage in aisle three. <laughs> <laughs> If you are the owner of vehicle registration of that D. What I said should happen. Yep. Daleks making the announcement and Tesco's. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> I assume that is it. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Tim. You. Thank you. Right, we have one here from Reese. Hello, Reese. Been a little while. Um. While we're saying hello to all Reese. our people, yes. Tim and Reese, who's about to come up, yep. someone over there's glaring at us because we've completely forgot oh, to say hello to him. No. He's spookily lit to he, he is. is. By, the, by the light of the Monitor. silvery moon. Mm, yeah. <laughs> hello! Hello, Pertwee! Hello, 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 skeletal Sittles. Matt Smith! Yeah, the skull of Matt Smith. Hello, hello dangerous Graham. Churchill. Dangerous Churchill. I miss Grunhilda. And hello... Oh, what's that? Oh, it's an urn. Yeah, engraved. Yeah, the sacred urn containing the ashes of Grunhilda. Okay, so hello, ashes of Grunhilda Nobnacker. Anyway, we have one here. Play Reese's message. Please play Reese's message. Hello, Staggerers. And while I'm saying hello, hello, Heather Pertwee. Hello. Apparently it's the skeletal head of Matt Smith. It is. He's gone question mark. And along the lines of question marks, <laughs> no more cardboard, Amy. No. Adam, what have you done? Burnt anyway, her. no more real yep. Amy, apparently. But we never saw the fifth episode. It never existed. So <laughs> the puns are still with us, and that's yep. just my denial there. Anyway, the last time I was, I recorded a review for you was with Patrick Lickman. And, oh yeah. Uh, I'd recorded my side of the conversation, he'd recorded his. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I sent him my side of the conversation for him to edit together in one nice review and send it to you, Adam. Yep. But guess what? what? It never arrived, did it? <laughs> oh. Because someone forgot to send it, didn't they? Patrick, someone <laughs> forgot to send it. Yeah. And I'm not glaring down at the internet at that certain someone quite <laughs> angrily. No, I'm not. I know what it's like to get busy. You so I think I'll internet? just quickly do a bit of a review for you of the first half of this season except for the asylum of the daleks and i know i've reviewed dinosaurs on a spaceship but i'm just going to quickly raise a point uh Mm -hmm. adam was being very pedantic about the fact that yes (laughs) lestrade from sherlock i can't remember his name in doctor who he wondered why the doctor had a big game hunter well it's because in the indian space agency's headquarters he saw the the scan of the ship and saw there were these big life forms on there There he didn't know what it was but he thought ah I know somebody who's interested in that. I'll even get the ponds. That's the line, or something along those lines. Yeah. So I hope that it helps explain away that point. And I also hope, uh, hope it helps you enjoy the episode for what it is. A very good, fun episode. As Gene says, it's fun. Yeah. Moving on to A Town Called Mercy. The first time I saw it, I, I thought it looked good, and the cast were brilliant, and the score was wonderful, as always. Yeah, I'm a broken record, I know. Pardon the pun. 
music score record kind of never mind but i've warmed to it now after recording that review with patrick and him being very enthusiastic about it but also hearing other people's reviews on other podcasts i Mm -hmm. do enjoy it now and it's probably my favorite of this season it's it's very well put together and there are some more lines that you notice from toby Whithouse when you go back and watch it and it's Mm. a lot more dramatic than I thought it was. I just thought it was slow. But that's because, unlike Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, which has got a very thin plot, (laughs) this has got a bit more meat on the bones and you have to (laughs) dissect it and appreciate it and understand that Matt Smith actually did a very good performance and wasn't throwing a strop or a temper tantrum. Mm. Hear that, Nayer and Jean? (laughs) (laughs) No, you're allowed to have your own opinions. No, you're not. The only time I think he's ever (laughs) thrown a natural tantrum was in The Angels Take Manhattan when he read the chapter titles of the, um, well, the chapters, obviously, in Melody's book. Yeah. Or Mm. River's book. (laughs) He did almost throw it on the ground and go, no, 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 which was my reaction to that episode. No, I don't want this to exist. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I turned it to Darth Vader there. I'll get back yeah. to that. Yes, Star Wars will be talked about. But yeah, I enjoy it. And one of the lines, possibly my favourite line of the whole season, despite the fact there's a nice line in The Power of Three, is the priest coming in and seeing, or the preacher, coming in and seeing um, the Doctor, Amy and Rory. Marshall? Ma'am? Fowler. <laughs> yeah. And that that was very much made me think of season five when Rory was the kind of the clown that he was when he first came in. But yeah, then yeah. he did turn into the last century in. But moving on to the power of three, like I said, there are some nice lines in this. I'll just mention it straight away. Possibly my favourite scene, despite the fact it's not fun and I like the fun in the episode, but my favourite scene was with the doctor and Amy and the doctor point uh, saying that she was the first face that his face saw. Yeah. yeah. That's why he'll always be seared onto his heart and he will always remember her which is very sweet and I I liked that but also the rest of the episode struck me as it was like a sketch show where they had various different sketches and I can imagine Stephen Moffat saying to Chris Chibnall Chris I want you to get the doctor to have a life with no sorry sorry, (laughs) Scottish listeners didn't mean to that's a bit too Scottish (laughs) but um I can imagine him saying Chris I want you to have the doctor settling down and living a life with Amy and Rory for a bit but then getting so bored because he, he doesn't know what to do. You come up with the reason why he's there, though. So uh, he came up with the idea <laughs> <Yeah>. of the <laughs> the cubes that play Kevin McCulloch um, birdie yes, songs or yeah. chicken dance songs or whatever <laughs> yes. you want to call it. But anyway, the sketches were fun, but it did feel like he came up had to come up with the idea of the cubes and ending it a bit quickly. It's like, yeah. oh, why is he there? Oh, because, because of these cubes. And then, but we still want to have these scenes where he's having fun. He wants... We want him to get bored. We want this to happen. We want to have Kate Stewart. We want to have a reference mm. to the brig- Brigadier, which was wonderful. But yeah. then we have to tidy, uh, tie it all up at the end. Oh, uh, yeah, quickly, let's do that. Did seem rush, but still, it, yeah. was, it was nice. And it's a bit, a bit sad to know that the last scene is the last scene that the main yeah. cast filmed. Yeah. And I'm tearing yeah. up thinking about it. And now <laughs> to move on to The Angels Take Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can do it. <laughs> And that's it for my feedback. <laughs> I'll give the episode a bit of a review. I didn't enjoy it. It doesn't strike me as the kind of episode you can enjoy. There are some great <laughs> elements to it, and the nods to, say, film noir style of filmmaking. Oh, yeah, well, of course. Yes, good. Nice creative choices. The directing was nice. New York looked wonderful. Karen Gillan looked wonderful. <laughs> yeah. No, hang on. New York <laughs> did look wonderful. But I think... 
as I was watching it, I was having this defense, instant defense reaction to it, defensive reaction. I mean, um, that it was taking my pawns away from me. And I know that sounds really silly, but it was taking the pawns away and I didn't want it to. So I was being very pedantic and picky at the plot holes, like the fact that the angels moved at the speed of a person impersonating them would at the beginning when the, the, the tech, the, sorry, I'm getting a bit over angry at this again, but the (laughs) detective is in the hallway and he was murdered with the no. The detective is in the hallway and or the corridor, and he's being chased by the two angels coming from two different directions. He looks at number one, turns to number two, and this isn't Data and Riker. This is the angels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> angel number one and angel number two turns to number two, and then turns back to number one, and he sees it moving down the hallway at the pace that somebody you know running towards him and then freezing impersonating yep. an angel would. And that struck me as convenient for the plot, but I. I guess the paradox had already been made, and they were just scaring him out of there. Yeah, at yeah. That point. But still, he was being there are other plot holes. The two main ones I'll bring up now are one that has been mentioned before: the fact that why don't they just travel to Chicago and try and get the Doctor to to get them, or travel to London, or why doesn't he travel to London and get a boat across? Doesn't take the TARDIS to New York? Yeah, yeah. Or why don't they go somewhere where there's a field and make some more crop circles and get picked up by the Doctor and go and see Rory's dad again? Although, if they did see his dad again. We wouldn't see that wonderful storyboard P.S. narrated by the wonderful Arthur Darville, who made me cry more than the bloody episode did. You (laughs) were brilliant, Arthur, if you ever hear this. Just, ah, beautiful. Why don't they do that? And also, the angel that sends them back is... So much convenience around that. (laughs) I'll try and explain it. It's more of a visual thing what I'm trying to explain, but basically, given the previous rules set up with the angels, and I know he changed that change them for flesh and stone or whatever where they were killing people but still given the previous rules if you're looking at an angel it can't move and i am assuming that's any part of the angel say part of its stone dress was around the corner when you saw it if you (laughs) look at its dress i assume it would stay still amy said to rory look out rory or something along those lines so she'd seen the angel so Basically, she saw Rory and the angel over his shoulder, and she was looking at one of its shoulders and one of its arms, but the other arm was behind Rory and touched him. If there was an explanation that this angel was so strong that even the bit, even though you're looking at some bits of it, the bits you're not looking at can move, then I would have been happy with that. But she could see it. Surely, given the previous rules, Mr. Moffat, it can't move. Well, they couldn't move and look each other either, originally. smash! Perhaps yeah, he no, backed I'm into a bit it. Angry about that. As I said, Maybe. I enjoyed some parts. The cast were amazing. The score, yes, beautiful as always. And I don't know. There are some bits I like, but the rest of it I just didn't enjoy. Mm. And this uh, this feedback, I said episode. It is like an episode of a podcast. I know, but this feedback's <laughs> getting long. I'm just going to quickly mention Star Wars. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm excited that we might see Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford <laughs> said he's interested and we might see Carrie Fisher on screen again yeah. as Luke Blair in hand. But yeah. I would have hoped for something more along the lines of The Old Republic or something like that. But maybe now that there's actually some more Star Wars movies coming out, they could do a spin-off and do an Old Republic movie or something like that. After this I don't know. Over. Or a Clone Wars, yeah. actual Clone Wars movie. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. But the thing I'm going to rant about now is... Everyone picking on George Lucas. <laughs> Leave him alone. The throat of Lucas. Throat I of will Lucas. admit, I enjoy the prequels. And that, I know, immediately set some of you off going, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, I'm rolling my eyes at you, Mr. Parton. <laughs> I don't care. I enjoy it. And 
In terms of quantity, that means I enjoy more Star Wars than you do. So, in your face. <laughs> but basically, I want to put it out there that no, George Lucas isn't deliberately changing it to ruin your childhood. Basically, what he's doing now is going back and making visual changes. I know the whole thing about uh, Greedo. I keep going to call yeah. him Greedo, but that's Nanny Og's cat from Discworld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Greedo shooting first, or whatever his name is. Handshop. Yeah, that is a bit weird, first. I will admit. But yeah. all the other stuff, the visual CGI stuff, it's just him improving and trying to do what he wanted back in the day. He just couldn't achieve it because the technology wasn't what it is now. And to quote Rod Roddenberry on the Star Trek Next Generation Season 1 Blu-ray release, he's yep. saying he thinks that Gene would be Gene Roddenberry would be pleased and happy with the fact that now that they've converted it to Blu-ray, you could see the detail in the Enterprise and see all the detail and what you wanted to see and the effects they were making previously. But so basically, changed. I look at it personally... Being somebody who wasn't around then and didn't see Star Wars, didn't see the original Star Wars when it was released, I mean, I've seen it now and I love it. I don't have this defensive reaction to him changing it. Yes, it is a bit odd that he does, but so what? Who cares? There are copies of the original. And I just see it as him trying to improve it, not destroy it. And um, just to... You're going to go, oh dear. But just to try and defend Jar Jar Binks, he was <laughs> It was like dinosaurs on a spaceship. Fun, a bit of silliness in this universe that he didn't really fit in, I admit. And yeah, I could do without him, but I still enjoy the prequels personally. So just try and look at it from another point of view. And to Gene, who said, thank God he can't mess around with episode four anymore. Yeah. What's your VHS copy of the original? Or have that converted to DVD? There are ways to watch the original. Lay off George, all right? <laughs> anyway, he's retired and you're right, he can't. He wasn't going to anyway, I don't think. But still, <laughs> I just wanted out there, people, lay off George. He's trying to give you, in his mind, he's giving you an improved version of the original stuff he made you, just to entertain you, okay? So, please, no more death threats to him. <laughs> I personally respect the man. Anyway. And his throat. That's it. Goodbye. It's all very well saying he wants to make it into what he originally wanted, and I'd accept that, you know, he's trying to improve on it, but it's the fact that you don't ever see the originals anymore. Mm. Yeah. You mm. know, they were, the ITV showed um, all six of them recently, and no, they weren't the originals, they were the messed with ones. Mm, they yeah. were tinkered with ones, yeah. There are bits I don't mind which change. A lot of the stuff he changed in Empire I didn't mind opening up Cloud City so you can see through windows which weren't there before. Uh, the stuff with Vader going back to his shuttle which wasn't there before helped a little bit, but didn't detract. But Han not shooting first. Yeah, mm. completely <laughs> changed the guy's character. Yeah, yeah. It's like suddenly, oh, he's a bit dubious. I'm, I'm not quite so sure I like that aspect of Han Solo anymore. I'll change it. Uh, yeah. No. Well, the whole point was that Han had to... Could have find gone. the good side of himself. Could have yeah, gone. He made his way. dramatic um, save the day entrance at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Detracts from that. Mm. Yeah. Fortunately, never did the same with, or to any extent, with uh, Indiana Jones. Imagine him changing that famous scene in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where he goes to shoot the uh, the sword, Swordman. sword guy. Yeah. Like, oh, he can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> It's sportsmanlike. <laughs> yeah. Any more feedback? Yes, we have. Oh, one from, <laughs> we have one from Andre. Hello, Hello Andre. Andre. Hello, Staggering Stories team. Hello, it's Andre from New York. Hello. Hello. I'm just dropping this brief 
and well, that's not true. <laughs> my audios and my emails are never brief. Uh, but I'm sending you this audio feedback to tell you that yes, I am okay. I okay, missed through the storm relatively unscathed, not as uh, hard hit as Louis Trapani was. No, no, I, I uh, only lost power for several days, yeah. uh, a couple of wires knocked down on off of my house, and uh, a piece of window flashing, you know, the metal bit around the outside of the window. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, flew off mm-hmm. sometime during the storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you Too for funny. your caring words and uh, your worry about that I just wanted to touch on a couple of things real quick if I could the trailer for the Christmas special looks amazing and the banter back and forth between JLC and Matt Smith really really worked well for me Yep. Hmm. Uh, actually I did skip something with regard to the storm Oh yes. That uh, this Hurricane Sandy or Super, excuse me, Superstorm Sandy that came through. Uh, I don't know if you guys know about the. Well, I'm sure you know about it because I heard you guys talk about it. But the Star Trek: The Next Generation Doctor Who uh, IDW comic book. Oh yes. Oh yeah, I'm reading. Uh, it's actually drawn by a friend of mine, J.K. Woodward, oh. and I'm going to. Uh, send you a couple of links because they're well. He moved about three weeks before the storm into Long Beach. Uh-huh. Long Beach was one of the hardest hit area, hardest hit areas of Long Island. He was literally several blocks from the beach itself. Mm. Uh, he got completely flooded out, wow. and. <clears throat> Well, basically lost everything. Uh, He is doing uh, hurricane relief prints. If you go to jkwoodwardart.blogspot.com, that's J-K-W-O-O-D-W-A-R-D-A-R-T, at blogspot.com, there's uh, details to purchase some of them, and some of them that uh, he has up there right now are rather interesting. You know, it's not strictly limited to Doctor Who. They have Doctor Strange, uh, Leonardo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh, yeah. the cover to Assimilation 2, which is the name of the stories, uh, the Star Trek Next Generation Doctor Who books. Assimilation 2 number 1 cover, which is great. It shows uh, Matt Smith and Patrick Stewart, you know, with... Uh, in the time vortex with the TARDIS and the Enterprise D. Mm. Uh, other covers, including one with Shatner. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, being, well, Matt quite frankly, Anderson. looks like he's being molested <laughs> yeah. by yes. a classic series yeah. Cyberman with uh, Spock and Tom Baker in the background. Uh, another one is the. Uh, Bridge of the Enterprise, you know, the original series Enterprise with uh, Darth Vader of all people in the <laughs> chair. Various other comics, uh, including, you know, various Spider Man and whatnot. And uh, Bones McCoy as a zombie. <laughs> but the one that True he did life. that I like the most, personally, has got to be Kirk in Carbonite. 
Absolutely. <laughs> yes. on his page. Need a little comment. Uh, I'll send you a thing so you can put a link in the show notes if you don't mind. Yeah. Also, uh, there's another website where he's doing commissions. If you go to www.gofundme.com, that's G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E.com, and you're going to have to put a link in the show notes for this because I am not reading the gibberish of numbers that <laughs> get assigned randomly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he's doing commissions, including a gold level, which, you know, gets you fame. Your face will either appear in the Star Trek Doctor Who sequel or the next comic that he illustrates. Yeah. Because Ooh. I believe that IDW announced at New York Comic Con that they will be doing a follow-up to this ah, good series. Which, by the way, is great. You know, the yeah. Tiptons and Tony Lee and JK really did a hell of a job on it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of New York Comic Con, I happened to talk to Caitlin Blackwood. <laughs> yeah. Well, first I talked to her mother because <laughs> at Gallifrey this year... I uh, had mentioned that, you know, a friend of mine had costumed as her daughter's character. And she was all beaming, and she goes, oh, did she like it? Did she enjoy costuming as, you know, little Amelia? And I said, well, he did. He's a 40-something-year-old man. And she got really scared. Yeah. Well, I didn't have a photo of El Presidente on me then. So when she came to New York Comic Con, I showed them her mother first, who thought that you were just darling. <laughs> and then I went and recorded a short little bit, which I'll also attach to this email. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which I will also attach to this email <laughs> so you can hear her response. Now, when I showed it to her, she had not seen it, and I wanted to record a complete and utter, well, shock, <laughs> if you will. I only wish that I had videoed it as well. But uh, wrapping this up, because I have no idea how long this has been. This is Jesus Christ. Uh, wrapping this up. I'm okay. Good. That's good. I, you know, made it through the storm fine. And last but not least, uh, an addendum to the news. I'm sure it's been mentioned, but I'm just covering all my bases. Yep. Hostess Snack Cakes. Oh, we didn't uh, cover Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sadly, yep. Twinkies, at least for the time being, will be no more due to uh, a problem with labor and management uh, the company basically went belly up however this does not mean the end of Twinkies the recipes and the brands I'm sure will be sold oh, yeah. at some later date but sadly I don't hold confidence that there will be Twinkies in February when you come to Galley <laughs> I did get to purchase a couple of boxes. I may, maybe, perhaps, consider to send them, at least one of them, to England. I will be in touch with you personally, Karen, to see if you would like them. Shopping Crawley that sells them. Oh, one last thing. Do you really think I will have a problem... Finding out what hotel 
and what room to call up and scream. Lobby con! <laughs> to invite you to come drinking. And uh, if you remind me, yes, I will drive somebody to go purchase cider for Gene. <laughs> so, Hot talk to you soon. Okay. And uh, goodbye. Thank you. Hi, Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Andre. Has he got the? Has he attached the little bit? Yeah, he has. <laughs> Scaring children. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go then. Caitlin Blackwood. <laughs> Her reaction to uh, my you. outfit. Yes. <laughs> hmm. Hello, Staggering Stories team. This is Andre from the TARDIS Tavern, and I'm here with Caitlin Blackwood, and I am going to show her <laughs> El Presidente now at Gallifrey. In uh, 2012, I had mentioned, I don't know if you remember this, a friend of mine uh, costumed as you the year before. <laughs> Your mother definitely remembered because her eyes bugged out a bit when I told <laughs> She said, oh, uh, did she enjoy costuming <laughs> you know, as you? Sorry about that. A lot of uh, background noise. Hopefully we can edit that out. But, uh, so your mother asked if she enjoyed costuming as you, and I replied that my friend is in his 40s and a guy, <laughs> and I'm going to show you a picture of Adam, El Presidente, as <laughs> he's known, of the Staggering Stories team, and let's pull this up right now, and this is off of his Facebook page. And this is him. If you'd like to make a comment. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he looks very like Amelia. <laughs> his uh, freckles were painted on, but they used the wrong kind of makeup. And apparently, as hard as he scrubbed, he had them for the better part of the weekend. Uh, <laughs> it's very interesting. Diplomatic. <laughs> I think that he did a very well done job, and he looks very like Amelia. <laughs> Thank you very much, and uh, I'll see you guys when you come to Galley. And... Uh, Goodbye from the TARDIS Tavern and young Caitlin here, I'm sure. And uh, talk to you soon. She's very diplomatic. Yeah, yeah oh yeah. Don't yeah. go far. <laughs> I thought I did capture the uh, the inner grumpiness of, uh, of little did. Amelia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the freckles helped. Yeah, <laughs> and the wig was uh, perfect. <laughs> Something oh, apparently sinister about a 38 year old man dressed, dressed as an eight year old girl. <laughs> that would have been. I'm sure it's now illegal. Six six then. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> lead us out, crumbly. Please. Lead us out yeah. before we get into trouble. More and trouble. <laughs> and so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Hooray! Oh, yeah. But never fear, in the next one there'll be more of the same. <laughs> more fun, frivolity, and jollity. More news and reviews, more who, old and new. 
So until that kinetically kinky king comes coruscating down on us. <laughs> this is me, Grumbly. Same be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Caitlin Blackwood's mother ever finds out where you live, you'll have your ass kicked. You have been listening to Stagging Stories Podcast Series 1, number 146, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily resent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is a fake key production for www.staggeringstories.com. Damn you, Moon! I was thinking more Monty Python. No introductions here! Bugger off! <laughs> but with the word bugger instead of booger. <laughs> dogging! <clears throat> no, not dogging either. Shield! Roasting! Oh, excuse me, excuse me, we're doing the more news. Sorry, we're, sorry. We're on the more news now. No, that's spit roasting. Yeah. Shield! British recruit. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I shall sulk in a minute. We're sorry. Okay. Apologise, Andrew. Why are you sorry? You hiccuped. My chicken piri piri. I don't want to know about your sexual proclivities. <laughs> oh, good word. Well used. Proclivities. Thank you. A game, all right. Game. Mystery game. We do the punch Andy game. Yeah, okay. Mm. Got a glass here too. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> you want me to glass him? Yeah, we're going to. <laughs> Smash. <laughs> Smash. Smash. <laughs> Any other ritual humiliations you want me to undergo? Dissim- <laughs> Cut his testicles off. Or his, what did you call them? Fruity citrus fun bags. Yeah. Cut his <laughs> fruity citrus <laughs> fun bags off. <laughs> you can buy them at McDonald's. <laughs> fruity citrus fun bags? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to mention that it's, to it's fake grumbling. It's, it's a fungal infection of the testicles. Yeah. <laughs> Fruity citrus fun bags. <laughs> Stop um. writing on me. <laughs> Karen, instructions for fake grumbly. He's meant to be giving us a lift back. Oh. Be nice to him. <laughs> Would you like Heath to give you a big kiss? It's funny, you type in G on this and the first word that comes up is Gillen. Really? <laughs> yeah. Don't know why that should be. Closely followed by sex. <laughs> well, at least oh. nude. You forgot to turn the speakers on, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, laugh at the techno boy. Ha, 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 ha. I remembered twice only playing it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a change. Yeah. Sorry, we have to listen to the feedback with ambient lighting. light on the roof. Mm. Ceiling. That's the word. Mm. Ooh. It's pretty...